Hello and welcome to Season of the Bitch Leftist Feminist Podcast That's Gay. <laughs> Today we have Zoe, Laura, Julia, and Cullen. Today we are continuing our Pride Month conversations our pride month and (laughs) (laughs) we're going to be talking about things that just are inextricably gay aside from all of the co-hosts yeah starting off i'm gonna call back to our bisexuality episode um long listeners of the podcast know but shout out to friend of the pod rosé um <laughs> you heard of <laughs> which kelly's drinking right now currently drinking rosé imo rosé is like specifically by um but oh, yeah. i'm open to difference of opinion <laughs> no i feel like that's that's canon <laughs> i was gonna also have rosé today but i don't ha- i only had white wine and so then i was like i just can't be drinking wine <laughs> <sighs> i can't betray my girlfriend rosé like that. literally yeah And then, okay, next on the list, I wanted to talk about avocados. And I don't know if anyone else read, this is specifically from the books, not the movies of Sister of the Traveling Pants. Definitely read them. Yeah. Okay. So Carmen, there's this part where she's talking about how like she lives with her single mom and they eat all these like feminine foods. And one of them that she lists is like avocados. And this is just like stuck in my brain. I don't like more than anything else about those books. Like I just remembered this. But it makes sense because they're very like vulvic. And so eating avocados, just it, it's gay. If you're eating an avocado, you're gay. I, feel I also, like, oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, th- I feel like I totally get that. And then they have the like, like seed that's like right in the middle of mm-hmm. them, you know? But as I was thinking about this, I was like, oh, yeah, like avocados, they've got the seed, they're like mushy. But then I was like, does that just mean all fruit is like feminine <laughs> and therefore eating any fruit is gay? Like, Fellas, is it gay to eat fruit? Like strawberries have seeds on the outside. That's true. That's Uh, true. Banana is extremely phallic. Yeah. So you know, I I think you should stand by it. But I feel like if a cis man eats a banana, like that is gay. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) We just season of the bitch is now a toxic masculinity podcast. That's right. Um, (laughs) I I feel like I just feel like there's a specific type of gay art that's out there that's just like mangoes and avocados and like papayas that are all like just like open and like trying to be this way of like we're gonna talk about vulvas without actually talking about vulvas but it's like oh yeah I feel like there's so many like commercials for like like period products and stuff and it's always like an orange or like a grapefruit cut in half that they're like holding in front of their crotch but yeah. there are also like on when um I'm trying to remember what company it was, but it was like some startup that was like it was like maybe it was Dame Products that does like vibrators, and they would have like subway advertisements that were just like an orange cut in half with like seeds next to it. Yeah. And you knew what that meant, right? You did. <laughs> so fruit, it's gay. There you go. Um, but also because we mentioned it, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants is gay, I feel. Like Oh yeah. For friends, these pants just happen to fit. Maybe it's an analogy for there being something else going on between them all on a deeper level. 
You can't convince me it's not gay. Also, I mean, you're all wearing, the, you're all in each other's pants. Also, so not, not lost on me. Blake Lively in that movie was a deep part of my like high school psyche. Just her ingrained, like in oh, my yeah, head, for sure, inescapable. <laughs> So Blake Lively, for me, it's gay. It default is gay. Of course, like for me, the like goth chick who was the documentarian, I was like, she's gay. And my girlfriend. <laughs> okay, you know what I realized the other day on Instagram? In real life, that actress is married to the principal from She's the Man. Or <gasps> Tobias Funke as some yes. of them. Yes. No. Way. Oh, what's the age? David Cross. Yeah. There? That's I, gonna be. Yeah. I had a moment when I saw she like posted him on her Instagram and I was investigating, like they are for sure together. Oh, they yeah. happened They're for married. a long time. Yeah. Turns out. And I was like, because yeah, I mainly know her from Sister of the Traveling Pants. I was like, she's a teenager. Yes. She's also like a shit lib though. I'm sorry. But oh, she has sure. she's oh, like she, oh, yeah. she was like a hardcore like I don't stand by her. Hillary. Oh, I'm not saying that you yeah. this is like we're <laughs> indicting your choices since we're on the topic. Yeah. She's also like was like one of those like never Bernie, like he's destroying the Democratic Party uh uh Democrats um in 2016. So there you go. Oh Just a background that we hate to hear all around. Absolutely. Meanwhile, Blake Lively grew up perfect. I don't know. And I don't care to find out. Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. <laughs> I did. Wait, Kellen. I actually saw Blake Lively at a doctor's office in New York a couple of years ago. She okay. was like with her child and she was wearing this huge wide room hat so you like couldn't see her face. And so I like wasn't sure if it was her, but I like saw her and her kid and I didn't want to be weird. But then I like looked up and I heard her say her kid's name and I like looked up the names of her kids and determined that it was for sure her. And she wow. was like in New York filming at that time. So anyway, wow. we went to the same doctor one time. Wow. <laughs> wow. Brag. I'm I'm so glad that you all brought up the sisterhood of the traveling pants because I almost put that in our it should be gay category from last week's episode. Um but the thing about the avocados also reminded me that tortillas are canonically gay as well, um, because in some Latin American countries, one of the words for lesbian is tortillera. Um, apparently, it's because like the motion you make when you're flattening tortillas is supposed to be similar to lesbian sex, which like doesn't really make sense to me because it's just kind of like a clapping motion. So it's like, don't don't really know why that would be. It seems like probably a straight person made it up, but some <laughs> queer people have now reclaimed it. Um, and just to be clear, a lot of people do still consider it a slur while others have reclaimed it. So like, right. don't just go around calling people this, <laughs> but I think it does contribute to tortillas being queer. Um, yeah, I well, I eat enough tortillas, so that, that feels right to me. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, Next thing that I was thinking about that should be gay but isn't is the musical artist known as Dua Lipa. Yes. That's really all I have to say about the matter. I personally, for me, the the, the tipping point for me in understanding Dua Lipa as canonically queer is the performance that she did with St. Vincent. If you watch them like singing into one mic, like it's unbelievable it's unreal um relatedly the musical artist known as harry styles 
Canonically for lesbians. <laughs> I, I like right before this watched the watermelon sugar music video like 10 times in a row because that's what I do um when I have an edible is like watch like trippy (laughs) like gay music videos and I just I it's so good and the fact that it's too like for touching or for longing or what is the thing this music video is dedicated to touching to touching Ugh. yes come on it's it's like the best Intro to, like, hot girl summer energy. So hear me out on this one, because Watermelon Sugar, especially if you watch the music video, is, like, very clearly about, like, eating a girl out, right? Like, the the watermelon is, like, the the genitalia, and people are, Harry Styles is, like, rubbing his finger on it, he's taking a bite, like, people are licking watermelons, like, it could not be less subtle. So... My question is, is there, is this a comment on the sad state of like heterosexuality that like I feel this way or is it actually gay that a music video centered around like just giving like pleasure to people with like labia it like is that inherently queer or is that just that like I don't imagine cis straight people having like no, you know, I feel good enough like sex it's... that like or like men straight men caring enough about what like straight women want that like I just couldn't imagine a straight man doing that music video you know what I mean yeah I feel like Harry Styles has definitely got some like gender queer energy even if yeah. he doesn't like talk about it like he wears skirts and um will his nails are painted in the music video right so I do feel like I don't know. I just don't really see Harry Styles as that, even if... Oh, I'm not, like, making an argument that he... This is much akin to the argument that Stacey's mom is gay, and which, no, like, yeah. I don't actually no, but think I that really it's true. I really feel like Harry Styles is queer on some level. I just don't... I mean, like, I just feel like he is somehow. I mean, that feels right, but <laughs> until we get confirmation, I guess we just have to say... Harry Styles should be gay. (laughs) Should be gay. Is he? We don't know. Should be. I mean, he does wear like blouses and like we'll get to clothing later, but gay. Yeah. (laughs) I I I didn't know how hot I thought he was because I just knew him from one direction until like last year. He's Um, so hot. (laughs) It's not right. (laughs) I don't get it. Like I have no feeling towards Harry Styles whatsoever (sighs) unless I'm high. And then it's like my brain transcends to a whole separate level. And I'm just like, I understand now. And then I watch Watermelon Sugar like when I'm not high. And I'm like, yeah, this is fine. But like 20 minutes ago, I was like, oh, my God, (laughs) I love this. For me, it's specifically this photo of him where he's wearing this like black chiffon like turtleneck with like a pearl earring. Yes, I know that. It's so good. It really is. Oh my God. He has truly no right. <laughs> anyway, anyway, next on the list is wearing your keys in a carabiner. Yes. To that end, my friend runs an Instagram account called at queer keys, and they're like the amount of carabiners is quite astonishing. Yeah. So I had to look into this for my own mental well-being when I worked at REI because there was a lot of carabiner keys going on. Yeah. Um, 
But so it's actually like comes from like butch lesbians who were drawn to the kind of like masculine blue collar aesthetics. Um, and oftentimes were working those sorts of jobs because they didn't fit into like the working women, the jobs that were really available to like working women, which were like secretary stewardesses, very like feminized jobs. Um, so Alison Bechtel of the Bechtel test, you've honestly, if you haven't heard of it, I, I don't know what you're doing listening what? to this podcast. <laughs> But anyway, um, she's a queer feminist cartoonist, and she wrote a memoir, um, which was then adapted into a musical in which there is a whole song about her, like, sexual awakening and, like, realizing she was queer, and it's called Ring of Keys. Um, It is available on YouTube. We will be linking to it in the description. It's, like, very cute. Um, But, yeah, so... That's part of it. And then also something I found out today when I was trying to like refresh on this information is that carabiners were used as a signifier um, for gay cruising where people would wear it on the right side to indicate being a bottom and on the left side to signify being a top. And although I didn't know that to t- today, I do wear men on the right. So adds up. Powerful. There you go. I just think like signaling systems are so interesting. Um, Like, I don't know if you'll remember people talking in like elementary school about like getting ears, their ears pierced, Mm -hmm. but where there's like the gay ear that got pierced. (laughs) Yes. My dad has his ear pierced and I would like ask him, I'd be like, is it the gay ear? Oh my God. (laughs) And would he say yes? (laughs) I don't think he really um, knew what to do. I feel like you can't say no to the question. Is it the gay year? It's either a yes or it's an I have no idea. Like, but anyway. um, So, yeah, but like that's like grounded in sort of a reality of people having to signify in subtle ways their identity when it was like less safe to be openly queer. Um, And there's something I saw floating around Twitter the other day. Um, It was like photographs from this pamphlet called What Color Is Your Handkerchief? A Lesbian S&M sexuality reader um and like zoe was talking about with carabiners wearing like this you know like a little kerchief on one side in your back pocket signify that you were a top or wanted to give and the other side signify that you were a bottom or wanted to in some way receive so this is the worst one and i'm sorry to inflict this on people that are listening but i still have to share it i mean it's just the worst for me to personally say you'll hear a red bandana in your left pocket signify that you were interested in being a fist fucker, but on the right side made you a quote fist fucky. Um, <laughs> so that was funny. Uh, I just fucky. Yeah. Um, regardless, there's more a white lace handkerchief. So lace specifically meant that you wanted to do Victorian role play which I guess is a common enough fetish, which I had personally have not run into. Right. Um, I love that there's a specific <laughs> handkerchief for that. Like, yeah. <laughs> people like need to know, you know. Uh, <laughs> and then the like, just so that we're well-rounded and we get to everybody who's listening, because I assume we all fall into one of these three categories. A mustard one meant that you have a foot fetish. Um, so I also don't, I was like literally thinking through some of the logistics as I was reading this, like, how do you make sure that like you have the mustard colored one instead of like the yellow colored one? Because those are, let me tell you, drastically different interests. Yeah. Well, I think it's like one of the people I dated in the last three years, uh, thought, thinks that this is still a way that people communicate with each other. Um, 
And I was just like, I don't think so. But this uh, lesbian magazine that I did some photography in, they sell handkerchiefs that say dyke on them and you get them in different colors and like they tell you what they mean so i have one in pink i don't remember what it means but i just wanted the color pink i I, (laughs) like didn't do it for like the reasons i just Mm. was like yes remember when there were those like colored bracelets and parents like freaked out that they meant sex things and like no one actually meant that maybe everyone's parents had been gay uh, there you go. And they were just like, we know about the kerchiefs. They were like, oh, we know what colorful attire <laughs> means, kids. Right. You, uh-huh. you, my, my daughter is wearing a mustard color silly band. <laughs> oh my God. Silly bands. That's right. No, see, I was like, not that was way past my No, time. silly band. Silly band is not what they're called. That's a totally different oh, child. Yeah. Well, thing. I don't think I remember it, but anyway. Silly band is like when I was like a babysitter, like people liked silly bands. Yeah. Uh, Wait, Laura, you don't know the color bands thing, though? Mm-mm. Okay, they were like these, I don't remember what they were called. They were these like colorful, like hot topics. Yeah, everyone would wear them. And they started getting banned in like, like so many like middle schools and high schools because parents were like, black bands mean like you're going to have sex and like red bands mean you're like trying to get blowjobs. And like it was all over the news. And like, to my knowledge, no one actually thought that he was wearing them. Yeah. Well... Wait, I'm sorry. I just Googled it. There (laughs) is a article. The first article when you Google bracelet sex meaning (laughs) is from childguard, sorry, (laughs) guardchild.com. And there's an article called sex bracelets, the return of sex bracelets. And the first two sentences are, so you thought the sex parentheses colored jelly bracelet trend was over well think again um and it talks about how in 2008 and 2009 these bracelets are popular and here's what they mean yellow means the wearer is willing to hug (laughs) wow bold (laughs) but it gets worse guys purple Uh means the wearer is willing to kiss a partner of either sex Uh oh my god that's right black (laughs) Black means the wearer will have regular, in parentheses, missionary sex. <laughs> I knew black meant sex because yeah. I was like, this is just merely anti-goth. It, it was the worst one. Yeah. And I'm sorry, Zoe, that is discrimination. It really um, is. And apparently glittery green means that the wearer is wearing to quote unquote 69. So. Mm. Wow. You love to see it. Watch out for glittery green. Um <laughs> Oh, it's too powerful. Um, Next up, we have Charlie's Angels. So specifically, I'm talking about 2000 Charlie's Angels featuring Lucy Liu, Drew Barrymore, and Cameron Diaz. And while the more recent Charlie's Angels has Kristen Stewart playing a gay person, the other two characters feel way more aggressively straight. And I feel like the 2000 Charlie's Angels, like their dynamic, the three of them, is gay. Um, I just feel like their connection to each other is just on a different level. And it feels very gay to me. And Lucy Liu, if you did not know this, paints sapphic erotic imagery pretty much exclusively. She's like an incredible painter, but she just... She only paints 
these like erotic sapphic images and uh it's it's amazing highly recommend checking out lucy lou's uh artwork oh yeah do we know if lucy lou is gay so she i think she's married to a man but if you're making that art you got to be at least a little gay like you got like you just aren't making that art if you're straight so i would be offended i think if a straight person was like constantly making (laughs) art of ladies kissing Um, exactly but i i mean especially if they're like making a ton of money off of it um yeah uh, right yeah if any any listener wants to send us a uh lucy lou original just know that we are in fact accepting those sorts of gifts absolutely so the next a uh, thing that I feel like is very gay is the band from Freaky Friday featuring Lindsay Lohan. Um, because the three, like, it's like the punk rock chick vibes were everything to me. And I felt as though all I ever, like, literally that's why I started playing guitar is because of Freaky Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was like, that's who I want to be. That is exactly what I want to (laughs) do. Wait, which one did you want to be, Lindsay? No, I, I deeply identified with the girl with the wild hair. But I think now as an adult, I identify much more with, like, the more self-contained like shy bassist mm-hmm. yes she was my fave yeah she was really good but i think yeah it's just got to be known that it's gay um and jamie lee curtis isn't it who feels also canonically gay <laughs> so you just you just yes that's how it is um so okay so i tweeted about this a while ago and I literally Googled like proper um, mason jar cleaning or like, I don't know. So the way to clean a mason jar um, is, you know, to really get the the sponge to be able to go in there is a very similar to fisting. And so I just feel like cleaning out a mason jar is it's gay. It's a, it's a sapphic experience. So just to clarify, what did you Google? Did you Google how to search, how to clean a, a mason jar? Or did no, you no, Google, no, is cleaning a mason jar gay? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. Neither of those things. cleaning a mason jar fisting also? Yeah. Could have skewed the results. Right. Well, no. What I wanted to do is just I <laughs> to, like, to show how ridiculous it was. I was just like... I I wanted to find an image of proper mason jar cleaning technique and there is like one from like a diagram and I just like posted that next to or I posted that picture when I tweeted it. That's all I was trying to say. Oh, (laughs) got it, got it, got it. it. (laughs) Yeah, it really, honestly, I just derailed myself by going into it all. No, that was a great story. (laughs) Thank you for sharing it because I enjoyed it. It's just, it's the image, you just Google, just Google it and you'll know. If you didn't know how to fist before, that's how you fist. I I did not know this was the proper way to clean a mason jar. So now I'm like, I just have dirty ass mason jars. But I also feel like mason jars in general are kind of gay. I I feel like they're just very like versatile and flexible. Like you can store anything in them. 
weed, pickles, like, you know, whatever you got, you can put it in a mason jar. And that the just two feels very genders. weird to me. Weed yes. And <laughs> weed and pickles. Um, <laughs> yes, so true. Um, also, like, iced coffee, which we're going to get to later. Um, but on a related note of, like, storing or carrying things, I also feel like tote bags are gay. Um, again, they're just very flexible at holding all kinds of items. And they're also kind of like an in-between, between like a purse, which is more red as feminine and like not carrying a bag or just using pockets, which is more red as masculine. I kind of just feel like it has a more neutral or like flexible gender presentation um, and therefore it is gay. Also going back to things you can put in mason jars, I just have to mention that iced coffee is gay. I can't really explain this any further except to say that a lot of queer people I know um, and definitely including myself drink cold brew even when it's like snowing outside or below freezing and I refuse to be shamed for it. So thank you for coming to my TED talk. Yeah. Thank you for giving us your TED talk. I feel like there are memes about this like iced coffee is gay which makes me feel like it's enough yeah. of us to make it. Oh like, it's definitely strange. a yeah, it's definitely, yeah. It's also. a thing. Yeah. All right, moving right along. This, like, I think all kind of continues to go under the category of flagging in some ways. Um, <laughs> I think that being stylish is gay. Like, if you really have an eye for fashion, you're probably gayer than you realize. Like, I feel like most straight people I know just, like, don't think about it. I mean, that I, I know gay people who don't think about it also, but I think it's more common because you're already, like, so maybe conscientious of like what feels good on you in terms of gender presentation what feels good on you in terms of sexuality presentation like I feel very importantly that I want to look gay so like I feel like I also feel like it it depends on like what your version of fashionable is though yeah totally so because I feel like there are straight people who would consider themselves extremely fashionable they you would be like absolutely not yeah (laughs) <laughs> oh i can imagine <laughs> there was oh. this like cis woman that i was friends with in my undergrad gender studies program and like queer women including myself had crushes on her all the time and she knew and she like came to me one time like asked me like why does everyone think i'm queer and like i just didn't know what to say because she dressed very queer she was like always wearing like beanies like very like artsy like big earrings and i was like I don't know how to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> You're gay. Yeah. Yeah. I know I've mentioned this, but I literally got like most unique dresser in my high school. And I was just like, they just should have said you're gay. Yeah. Also, she was in my gender studies program. I was like, no one here is straight. I don't yeah, know what's happening. No way. All right. You study gender long enough. You realize. Yeah. You're going to come to some realizations. Exactly. Exactly. So true. So I also feel like specifically jumpsuits are gay. Yeah, definitely. Cosine. And specifically, I also think overalls are gay. And I love, I like, am obsessed with overalls. I think that it's a very powerful vibe. I also think that flannel is canonically gay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I feel like flannel falls into the, like, key carabiner aesthetic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Um muscle tees are another thing I think especially for people who are like otherwise look relatively femme like if you have a muscle tee that can set it off although 
I mean, Forever 21 is selling a shit ton of, of muscle tees right now. Don't ask me why I know that. <laughs> Maybe they got advertised to me on Instagram and I looked. Culture. Right, exactly. Um, and I also feel like vacation dad shirts. I'm currently mm. wearing one myself. That's a that's a big one, I think. Yeah, I also just want to want to shout out turtlenecks. Oh yeah, turtlenecks. can't explain. Just Love they it. just are. They're Love definitely gay. Yeah, I also want to talk about Doc Martens or really any kind of combat boot, but I do have a soft spot for Docs. Um, I when I was like thinking about this, I just remembered in high school when I bought my first pair of Docs, and like one of my friends was like, "Oh, like just so you know, like a lot of gay people wear those," and like I was just like, "Oh, interesting," and like for some reason I was just like very drawn to them, and like you know, it's probably because I saw a lot of like queer and alternative fashion that included them. But I was just like, that's funny. You know, I'm not gay, but I just like these for some weird reason. (laughs) And in retrospect, like that, that should have been a tip off of my queerness. But we live and we learn, you know? I mean, I'm obsessed with docs. And I feel like I, I, have always been obsessed with docs and I was like oh it's because of like punk scene stuff but is it though I don't it's not always <laughs> you know sometimes it's more yeah I am too I have like I think at least seven or eight pairs I have like the boots the Mary Janes the shoes the heeled boots the sandals the platforms like literally all of them which both Amazing. because gay and also because pro tip if you have wide feet docs are like one of the only shoes that fit me um well I also have wide feet and you have convinced me that I need to buy more docs um I think I only have like one pair that's not super worn out right now so gotta get on that not enough pairs yeah certainly not their sandals are so comfortable okay Uh, yeah I have I I co-sign their sandals I don't have wide feet but the sandals are adjustable and they also have really good arch support which is yes we're in for the bad knee gang send me that link baby (laughs) (laughs) to see it Doc Martens please sponsor us yeah yeah uh for real the dream um okay so I also wanted to talk about some of the shorts that I've recently bought that have been giving me just like a lot of like trans mask gender euphoria um I think for a lot of queer people it can be hard to find clothes that like fit us and have sort of the style aesthetic and gender presentation that we're looking for I think in particular for a lot of people who want to present more butch or mask there's kind of this recurring issue of like I don't want to look like feminine or like a woman, but I also definitely don't want to look like a straight man because like a lot of the clothes marketed to straight men are ugly or just like kind of boring. Um, And also they just often don't fit if you have like wider hips or if you have an ass. Um, And to be clear, this is a problem that a lot of my cis guy friends struggle with as well because a lot of mainstream fashion is like, specifically designed for like a skinny very specific body type that tends to be more kind of like European or white centric and like kind of ignores people who are bigger or curvy or just have different proportions than that um anyway I find that this most often comes up for me with like shorts and pants because the fit is just like more specific um since it is summer and also pride season, it's like time to hang out and march and dance in giant, hot, sweaty crowds of people and like go to the beach, whatever. I needed to buy some new shorts and I was really like struggling to find anything. 
but I did end up finding some that I like. So I have now decided that they're canonically queer. And I was also like, anyone else who's had this problem, here's my solution. First of all, um, I highly recommend this shop called Bare Bottom. They sell shorts and swim trunks and they're so comfortable. They're like a little stretchy. They go with everything. They're just kind of like basic solid colors. And then there's also this place called Topo Designs, which is kind of like a gayer Patagonia sort of. They're based in Colorado and they have kind of like stoner outdoorsy butch vibes. Um, so those are my shorts recommendations. This concludes our shorts segment. <laughs> uh, on the, yeah, like on the topic of fashion, just, just like we've kind of hinted at this throughout, like I also just feel like queer fashion gets super co-opted. Like I feel like I, f it, you know, being in New York specifically, I always say like, okay, is she gay or is she just a straight girl on the L train to Bushwick? And like, honestly, who knows? Um, <laughs> this is like, you know, you'll yeah. see someone with like mom jeans and like docks and a flannel and like a, like mullet, which we'll get to that's like dyed like bright orange or something. And you'll still be like hard, hard to say. Hard to say. Yeah. No, that's real. Yeah, truly. You, so stop you don't cultural. have that issue in, in small cities too much because I that's feel fair. like the normie culture is too dominant. It's too strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. I feel like in a place like New York, everyone's trying to like out creative each other in some ways. So I just need people to stop with the queer appropriation. For real. Um, so next thing that's gay is astrology. And like, while this might seem to be canonically gay, I do feel like the straights use it, but are very bad at it. Like they wrote a ton of books about it. And it's so bad. Like they're just like Aries man for blah, blah, blah woman. It's like, okay, literally shut up. Um, but also I feel like the straights are kind of afraid of it. Like my ex who is a man, like would not listen to anything about it. Well, which is exactly what his sign would do. Um, <laughs> but uh, for me, it's made every single first date experience I've ever been on or getting to know people better in like a, ever since I stopped dating men. It's made it a lot easier because queer people are more likely to engage with that material. And it's like an easy way for us to get to know each other um, that I just feel like straight people don't talk about. Yeah, I think it's funny because I was going to add astrology and then I was like, well, that's just like, I was like, that's too gay to even talk about. True. On this I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> but I appreciate it. Yes, yes. Um, so like Helen had kind of mentioned before, I feel like specifically a lot of non-binary people are rocking mullets right now, uh, myself included. <laughs> and I know Julia, too. And I feel for me, the, like, I feel like the mullet is inherently non-binary because it inhabits both like traditionally masculine and feminine aspects all at once. Um, and not that non-binary people owe anyone androgyny or whatever, but I personally like having both of those aspects in my haircut right now. Yes, I totally agree as a fellow member of Team Mullet. Um, I feel like I also just wanted to talk a little bit about haircuts in general because totally. I feel like hair is very important to queer culture. Um, I think like it's become slightly less important today, but like it is a major way that queer people can like signal to each other and be like, hey, like I'm gay. Are you gay? Yes, your hair looks gay. 
Um, and my first queer haircut was like long hair with the sides shaved super yes. short. Um, I love that haircut. I had it for a super long time. Um, but I then had that after as a while, well. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it was just like a classic. Um, and then after a while, I just like started noticing that a lot of straight women had that haircut. I was like, I like need to switch to something else because honestly, it was just like, it no longer functioned as a way for people to realize that I was queer. They just thought I was like, maybe slightly alternative or it honestly just became a normal enough hairstyle in like mainstream culture. Um, and I don't think that there's anything like inherently wrong with that, or I think it just like naturally is gonna happen. But similar to with fashion, I think it's often like a hairstyle becomes popular in the queer community. And then once it gets popular enough, some straight people start wearing it also. And then over time, it kind of like loses that meaning and identification of being specifically queer. And then we have to like make up or reclaim new haircuts into being queer. Um, and I feel like this can be very dependent on different eras and cultures. Like um, I was just sort of looking up historical queer haircuts and apparently in the US in the 50s, one of the really popular butch haircuts was known as the duck's ass, which I thought was hilarious. I don't really understand what it is. I looked at some pictures and I was like, I genuinely don't know what's going on here, but it was a short hairstyle and apparently it looked like a duck's butt and that's why they called it that you love to see it i love the names of things i just feel like it's all yeah wild um a similar thing but different another way to flag i think this is one that similarly to what callan said i think there is a version of this that is straight but i do find like nine times out of 10, anyone that I meet with a septum piercing is queer on some level. Yeah. 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 I also do feel like for when I was in high school, that was another common thing that like a lot of my friends did that. And it was like, I don't know why I want to do this. Like no reason. And then it was like, yeah, they're gay now. Like, yeah, totally. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay. So I feel deep in my bones that Laura Dern is canonically gay for a number of reasons, but mostly for her presentation in Jurassic Park. Um, just canonically gay. And also her role in Star Wars was gay. Um, clearly, like, fanfics need to be written about her and Leia together. Um and I just I'm sure they have been yeah well you know if not get on that um (laughs) and I also feel like oh there's there's a video that everyone should watch that is the LA gay men's choir doing an ode to things that should be gay but aren't which is essentially this episode (laughs) and a big part of it is just an ode to Laura Dern and so I highly recommend um googling that it's like at the spirit awards that um Audrey Aubrey Plaza uh hosted relatedly although we discussed this basically last episode Kate Winslet should be gay oh yeah I mean, honestly, the Titanic feels gay in and of itself. Like, the fact that it's that long and a love story and they got so serious so fast, that's a lesbian relationship right there. Was it on 
somebody I was I heard recently and I want to say that maybe I think it was on the Stuart Little episode mm-hmm. of of the Bechdel cast and I don't know why this <laughs> came up but I feel like the guest or no it was on the Portrait of a Lady on Fire episode where the guest just listen to that too yeah the guest was like there's a whole there's like a whole alternate universe in which the Titanic is a lesbian love story and like Jack is just like a butch lesbian because like Leo had like a very who was yes. really young at the time had a very androgynous look about him like anyway so it's a thing it's definitely oh, yeah. a thing yeah I was just gonna say young Leo DiCaprio is also canonically a lesbian yes. like, <laughs> you know he didn't know it but we all knew it we yeah knew it. Hanson too it was like the same era of all of that yeah. Yeah, and there. Romeo and Juliet also. Mm. Yes. One of my favorite blogs used to be lesbians that look like Justin Bieber, and it was just photos <laughs> of lesbians that look like Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh my god, that. yes. <laughs> um, well, I specifically want to shout out this one photo shoot that's been resurfacing of Kate Winslet. Um that was in a Vogue 2015. Uh, and I just want to describe this look to you all so basically her hair is slicked back um the sides are pinned tight and the top is like a little higher so classic i have to say i think this might be the duck's ass oh this i'm i'm pretty sure this looks like the haircuts i was looking at and then it like flips out in the back yeah so (laughs) So, if you want to know what that haircut looks like look up this photo shoot yeah so exactly so she's rocking the duck's ass and um is staring into the camera with minimal makeup or at least like uh very like butch presenting and then it's a mesh under top with a buttoned um white shirt but it's like buttoned down black suspenders and a suit over it and she's smoking a cigarette and just staring directly into the camera and you're just like what and then the other one is like sitting in a chair but with the legs really wide which is a canonically gay way to sit if you are not a cis man because that's what I was gonna say also is. known as man spreading right but when <laughs> but I feel like lesbians try to do that because we hate men so much and so we're just like fuck you we're gonna take up this space instead yeah. Also, the suit jacket is what's that called? It's like that, like really thin plaid. But isn't there a specific name for that? In like, tooth. is that what it's called? No, isn't that the more like gingham-y one? Houndstooth is a specific is a specific pattern. pattern. Yeah, it's like more like gingham, but kind of like it's got like sharp. a tweed kind of vibe to it. Tweed, yeah. But it's it, like a tweed material is what this looks like. Yeah, it's like a really thin, thin kind of plaid. Yeah, yeah. I just thought there was a word for like that specific pattern. Of there probably jacket, but is. I don't know. <sighs> uh, we gotta, we gotta get more dapper on this podcast. <laughs> True. So while we're on the topic of media, which I know y'all discussed last week, but I was not there, so I do need to give a shout out to. Um, I don't know if y'all remember this, but when like Teletubbies came out, people were like mad that they thought. Um, Tinky Winky, the purple one, was gay because he was purple. And so my mom, like, bought a Tinky Winky stuffed animal and just, like, left it in the backseat of the car as a as a statement. That's amazing. Just, Brave. like, a, a pro-gay statement. Yeah, she was just like, nice. I just want people to know that we support Tinky Winky even if he is gay. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that is, is so funny. Mom, I love it. 
I feel like I also like I really clearly remember this as well and I think it was also because he's the character that has a purse like they all have an object and his I think was a purse which going back to the tote bag thing like oh yeah he had like a pink purse kind of thing right um yeah I think so forgot about that part but, but yeah, parents were like upset about it because their kids were being shown a gay Teletubby. <laughs> they should have been disturbed about the fact that so on Teletubbies, like the costumes were so big that there were so like creepy. sheep in it and they looked too small because like the Teletubbies were enormous. So they literally like genetically bred sheep to be large so that they would look regular on the show. They also um, bred a baby to be a son. So. That's a great point. Yeah. Also disturbing. I mean, I'm just Um, following through the like Teletubby logic of like, okay, this Teletubby is purple and holds a purse. So for that to signify gay and not just like that it's a girl Teletubby, we have to be reading the Teletubbies as like masculine or men. And isn't it more gay that they all like live together and are like sleeping right. together and like cuddling and, and hugging have a baby constantly. That's also the sun. I just think <laughs> that really, if we're thinking about it, for following through on what the tinky winky gay scandal implies, that actually we're talking about like a polycule, like an extremely oh, yeah. gay polycule in the the countryside of england with genetically engineered massive sheep (laughs) Uh, um yeah following on the theme of queer living situations in children's television um i also just wanted to shout out bert and ernie from sesame street um i feel like i can't fully explain this but when i was watching sesame street when i was younger i definitely like knew that they were gay and i was like i want to be them when yeah. I grow up, like that Not looks bad. like a great living situation. And, you know, they never like explicitly say they're in a relationship, but they're like two great friends who really love each other and like take baths together, living together. I feel like great. that's also where turtlenecks are gay comes from, maybe. That's a great point. I mean, Sesame Street fashion in general has some great like 90s staples that I feel like are now also queer. Totally. A related issue, I think, is an issue. (laughs) A related (laughs) social issue. (laughs) Next on the docket. Frog and Toad is where I was going with that. Um, The like children's book characters who have a very Bert and Ernie style lifestyle. Um, But Frog and Toad actually is gay. The creator is gay and was writing about a gay relationship between two old cuties frog and toad living their best lives together yeah i I saw this like instagram infograph thing um that was like literature from your childhood you didn't know was gay or it was like your childhood literature is more gay than you think or something and the first example was frog and toad and i was like this is not informative (laughs) it was like my favorite book series as a kid and i couldn't really explain why uh and my best friend and i would like read them all the time Aw, that's um, so cute. <laughs> yes. And then we would go down to the Five and Dime store and get plastic frogs for Aww. five cents. <laughs> that's cute. Um, but 
again, on the same topic of childhood characters that are gay, like SpongeBob is gay. Yeah, no argument here. Also, Patrick Star. Patrick Star is definitely gay. They're You're definitely- a pink star. Squidward yeah. for sure gay. Yeah, they're all gay. They're like literally so I love Mermaid okay. Man and Barnacle Boy. Oh my oh god. Oh my god, really gay. Gay icons. Sandy is a butch icon for sure. For sure. For sure. Like, okay, so Love Victor, which I mentioned on last week's episode, which is like uh in the queer universe of Love Simon, they're like explaining to Victor's younger brother, who's like six years old, that Victor is gay. So this isn't really a spoiler. It's just kind of like something that happens. And they're like, do you know what being gay means? And the six-year-old's like, yeah, like blah, 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 his mom's like his friends. And then he's like, and SpongeBob. SpongeBob's gay. And his parents are like, SpongeBob isn't gay. And the kid literally stares at them and is just like, SpongeBob is gay. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like it has been validated in the in the world. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know what else is gay? All of us. Give us your money. We're so gay that you need to support us continuing to be gay at patreon.com slash season of the bitch. Um, if you give us some money there, you can join our Discord, which continues to be just truly one of the greatest, most supportive places on the internet, um, full of amazing humans. We also have a reading group. We're going to be bringing back some group movie nights soon. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Season of the Bee. Shoot us an email, seasonofthebee at gmail.com. Visit our website, seasonofthebee.com. And rate, review, subscribe on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this. And please say nice things about us or right. we will be sad and it's make fun of you season. on this you podcast. It's cancer season. You have to be nice. Which means it's yeah, Julia's birthday so soon. True. It is, yeah. When's your birthday? It's in like a month. It's July oh 20th. Okay. All right. We have time to celebrate <laughs> you. <laughs> okay, cool. Love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. Bye. 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 Bitch.